Okay, we just kind of started talking about this just a few days ago. Usually, like, we're just kind of winging it, okay? So this could be kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) So last week... We, we're doing this exposing the turkeys, okay, for Thanksgiving, but it's kind of going into, like, Christmas, right? Because we eat turkey. We're going to expose turkeys. Uh, last week, we talked about patient brokering. We, all, we got with a guy by the name of Brian. He is a resident of Freedom Recovery Center, and he actually went through the whole patient brokering gamut. It was amazing. So we exposed some turkeys there. But this is, I'm I'm excited about this. I'm here tonight with Kyle, and I'll tell you this. (laughs) Hey, Kyle. Hey, everybody. The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. a resident of Freedom Recovery Center twice? Yes, twice. Twice. But I wanted Kyle I wanted to talk to Kyle because I'll say this I ran into him a couple months ago Yeah. at a meeting and I'm going to be frank with you I would think about Kyle because Kyle is a, a unique individual okay and you'll find that out as we start talking but when I looked up and saw him, I was at a recovery meeting, and the first, and, and I literally thought, damn, I thought he was dead. And I was so, and we're going to get into what your life is like later. We, we yeah, are. For sure. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I want you to know that. Thank you very um, much. I, I was, when I saw you, it was like seeing a ghost, and you could see how happy I was. I was like, <laughs> no way, it's Kyle. <laughs> yeah. And um, Kyle, you look great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I mean, that, I mean that, means that from the bottom of my heart. We're going to talk about, I want to talk, and, and we haven't prepared anything. This is like straight off the rip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I want to talk to Kyle about is his journey. His journey of like, okay, he's not one of these guys that had insurance, right? He didn't have, he didn't have insurance. He didn't have a great insurance plan. He didn't have parents with money. Nobody sent him to treatment. Not since when I was, after I got off my parents' insurance was that way, 17, 18. I haven't haven't had it since. And since then, yeah. So you were that guy. I want to talk about, and really what we want to kind of capture tonight is his, the, the survival mode that he was in and what he went through to try to get help for a preventable and a treatable disease called substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean that's what we want to talk about. And we've had some conversations. 
<laughs> and it's and, it, and some of this is going to be humorous, but it's kind of like not humorous. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, Kyle's a, he's he's an he's a funny guy. He's entertaining. Um, I enjoy talking to him. But so I want to talk about when you landed. We're, we're kind of specifically talking about South Carolina. Right. You landed in South Carolina, right? And you're at Motel Six. Yeah, yeah. I had. <clears throat> I'm from. North Carolina, right. right outside of Charlotte. Um, I had, I met a woman in South Carolina in Greenville. Uh, funny story. I was at a, a treatment when I met her. Okay, so, okay, hold on. Let's back. Let, just so everybody can get like, we're gonna have to do this. So you're in treatment in North Carolina, and you met a girl. No, no, no. I was, I was. I'm from North. I had, I got in trouble in North. My parents sent me to a treatment in South, in South, down in Columbia. So, Columbia. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, and it was a 30 day thing. Okay. Uh, and it was a co-ed, but they had a section off where you couldn't. You only, the only time you could really get near them was at meetings. So you did get to Morris Village. That's correct. That, and, That's yeah, correct. You did get to Morris yeah. Village in Columbia. Yeah, that's correct. And then, so that was your first, like you're trying to get help and you're in Morse Village, you meet. That this. was one of many times, but yeah, but yeah, that was in, yeah. <laughs> and I want, okay, and I want to back up a little bit, like Kyle has been everywhere, okay? I don't mind telling you, like he yeah, has, me neither. Yeah. he has been everywhere, he's been through the whole gamut. Tonight we're going to talk about recovery housing exploitation he's gonna really capture this thing okay so okay so you got it you're in motel six yeah i had called my i was at my dad's um this was some years after morris village but i was at my dad's nonetheless staying right. there and there really was i was running out of options there yeah. um you know, I, I don't. I didn't have a license. I still don't to this day. Getting closer, but nonetheless, didn't have a license. No car. Uh, my my wife and my child was here in Greenville, and I was trying to get closer to them. Sure. So <clears throat> I decided. I had my dad. I talked him into dropping me off in Greenville. Uh, he 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 said, "I'll pay for your for the room for for a week." Gotcha. And uh, he bought me. We as soon as we got here, uh, it was on Wade Hampton. It was the in town suites. And he paid for me a week. And he, my plan was, well, I'll get a job. We're on way to Hampton. I can find a job. You know, I'm going to make go. it work. I'm going to turn this into a positive. Yeah. Uh, so he took me to the pawn shop, bought me a bicycle. Okay. And said, okay. okay, you can, you know, so I had, and I think I had 50 bucks in my pocket. We're getting it done. And I had a week. So I, he's like, you can make it happen. He gave me all the positive gestures, you know, yeah. but he's like, I'm leaving. He was at that point anyway. But, but Kyle, and, and here's the thing. He didn't have the resources anyway, right? No. Hey, good, good, good dad. He's yeah, trying to help. Sure. He's buying you a bicycle. He he's doing everything thing that he can do to help his son and he's done so much before yeah, that point that right. he didn't even have to do that right you know he i really didn't expect him to do that right i put him through a lot i did yeah uh, and, and, and i knew that i knew it yeah so so motel six you're trying to <laughs> so he leaves and i'm wheels are turning right and i'm and i've got a burner phone with a few minutes you know enough on okay it. so uh <laughs> i get on the bicycle and i start pedaling i'm i'm going to the store to get some beer right and i get to the 7-eleven and i get you know like four four locos come back and i come back and i'm drinking and i got these ideas you know how i got right <laughs> get that first one in me and i got all these ideas of how i'm going to turn my life around and I, this is the time good intention yes yeah, great and then that second one went down and and i started to realize like get real with yourself kyle you're not going to do nothing but sit here and drink till the time runs out just be yeah. real you know uh it sounds good but I just didn't have the ambition. You know, yeah. I, the substance took over. It sure. Was, you know, uh, 
And so the next day would go by. I was on day two, and I, I'm on my way back to the to the store, you know. <laughs> and uh, I knew that at that point, like, this is all I'm going to do. Yeah. Let's get real with yourself. You're not going to ask for so an time. So time, yeah. so time ends at Motel Six. Right. You got nowhere to go. Right, and, and I know are, that. You put that substance in, mm-hmm. so you're thinking now. What? And I don't know how to stop using it. I don't know how to. So what do you do? So I go. I, I'm at this level. I was at least being honest with myself. So I, for once, or not once, but at this time, I'm like, okay, plan ahead. So I start looking up recovery play, like places to get in, because I know my time's gonna run out, and I know right. I'm gonna stay here until the last minute. I know I'm gonna drink until my money's gone. So I need to have somewhere to go after that. So now you're in survival mode. Yes. Yes. You're in survival mode, sure. and you have a preventable, treatable disease, which is called substance use disorder. Yeah. We're going to put it right. Yeah. Because the For fact sure. of the matter is you're a human being at this yeah. point, and, and you're I, struggling. Yeah. And so, it wasn't my first rodeo either, so I knew I kind of had an idea of previous times that I've been in, in, in other states, in North Carolina, like, okay, I've, had, I've done this before in a different state, maybe not the same situation, but I know how things I think are supposed to go. So, so I have this mindset or this picture of what I think is going to happen when I call these places, you know, like I'm going to try to get help. Like I'm going to call, they're going to say, okay, they're either going to have a bed or they're not. If they have a bed, then I'm going to get accepted and they're probably going to let me detox and they're going to help me find a job. They're going to da, 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 you know? So you do land somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I called and it was the first place I called really. Um, I forget how I find, I think it was on Google. I go, I searched something. So you're Googling. I think so. Yeah. This yeah, is it was what, something. Cause it is, wasn't a phone book or nothing. And it let me remind everybody, this is what people that don't have any resources, that don't have any insurance yeah. that are in survival mode, that are homeless. He's Googling. Yeah, if you have... Yeah. Okay. And so you end up at this place. I guess it was a work camp. Yeah, or? it said... It said. I remember the card. It said... Uh, or the, the the label at the top of the webpage or what it was. It said a working, man, a working man's recovery. Home. Okay. So I'm thinking... That just plays into them helping you find a job after. You know, I just figured... But it really, I wasn't concerned too much about what the name was. I just need to know, do you have a bed and can I come? And so this is this is considered a recovery house, recovery residence, or whatever. It's yeah. it's it, it's like you're just trying, but you, I mean you're just trying to get somewhere to get help. But and here and here, and yeah. I, this is this is what blows my mind about all this. Is we kind of go into this. It's kind of like okay in South Carolina, mm-hmm. okay, and and I don't want anybody to think that like I'm a Christian, but it's okay the way that we treat substance use disorder. Is like with Jesus in a seventy-hour work week or something. I mean, I, I mean, and I don't mean that in, a, or either, or, or like a seventy-hour work week, or we cram some kind of religion down people's throat. Yeah. And what I want to capture here is what Kyle was looking for was just some help. Yeah. I, so you land in this place. Yeah. I land there, uh, and I've always now I've never been the type to be able to, you know turn things around on my own. I need assistance. I need help. I need guidance. You know, like some people can just, oh, well, I was homeless and I made it out by myself. I just, you know, and I lived in the woods for a week, kept a job and just worked my way up to a hotel. I'm not that guy. I need, I need assistance for for a while, like six months. I need some help. I need some guidance. I need, so that's what I was looking for. Uh, And I knew I wasn't gonna be able to do it without help. So I reached out to him. They, I called the guy, forget his name, but he, he gave me the rundown. I said, man, I need to know if you have a bed. I'm looking for somewhere, uh, He's like, yeah, we can, you know, I have, I have room. Uh, we can get you today. You can come today. 
And I wasn't expecting that. Well, hold I on had, a second. You didn't detox. No, I'm drinking while I'm on the phone. <laughs> I'm steady drinking. Uh, okay. And I'm I told to... the guy, when he said that, I said, I said, well, hold on now. I got four days left in my hotel <laughs> that's already paid for. I can't get the money back. Like, can I call you when those days are up? Like, Friday. He was like, Sunday evening. So can I call you on like Friday? When I get this checked out, he's like, yeah, yeah, give us a call then. Well, you know. So I was like, all right, done deal. You know? Okay. So, <laughs> you're, just, like, so you're in this place. So yeah. you go. So and I stay there and I drink the rest of the week. I stay every day, night and day drinking. So you come in and really what you, you, you're, 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 you need to detox. I mean, that would be the. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not in good shape. Yeah, I was. You're in really bad shape and yeah. you think, well, I, maybe I'm going to get a little bit of time to detox yeah. to get better. But what happened? So, yeah, I, I was in the mindset of I'm going to get there. Okay. I've got my black trash bag of one you know my items uh i left the bicycle at the hotel room um and yeah i'm thinking okay i'm gonna get here i'm gonna have a bed nonetheless i'm gonna be able to get some rest and then they're gonna help me find some some work yeah and i'll be able to make some money tell my wife and kids that i'm i'm doing something productive and slowly but surely get back in their life you know that was my mindset of where it would be and that and that's that's not unreasonable that's isn't that what we all want yeah. really i, I mean, mean we just want to try to like get yeah. somewhere Get better. Have some right. some opportunities to get back. You had, you had made your way back yeah. to Greenville, South Carolina, to try mm. to get back with your family. Yeah, and you're scratching and clawing, and so and, what, I, and I wasn't expecting the Taj Mahal. You know, I was. No. I mean, I don't. I don't set my expectations that high. I be I'm realistic with myself. So like, I was just. You know, I'd already ex- accepted the fact that I'm probably not going to love everything about this place. I'm probably not gonna. You know, but nonetheless. A place to sleep, food, you know, and people that actually understand me and care and want to help me get better. That's yeah. not unreasonable for a human being to want the suffering from a subs- from a treatable and preventable disease. I think that's I think that's what everybody deserves. Um, so you land in this place, and did you get any time to get better? No, I, I walked in. I remember I got there. I, I, I walk in with my, my sack. I remember That's coming in. Yeah. Here he goes. I remember coming in and they had a fence around it. And and I was like, okay, well. So we go in through the fence and they, it closes behind you. And I go in and so I go it's in like, the front. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah uh, you had kind of like, oh shit, what's yeah. going on now? Kind of had the, the prison esque feel to it, you know, kind of. But nonetheless, I'm still like open minded. Let's just get in here. And I get to the front desk. I walk in and they pull me to the little. I sat there for a few minutes and they walk me to the back room. And I sat down with a gentleman. I forget his name as well, but he's like going over the paperwork I needed to sign to, you know, whatever forms it yeah. was, you know, my ID. And he like, oh, of, man, I'm somewhere. I'm right, getting, yeah. right. Like I'm getting, you know, here to start the journey, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm not exaggerating. I probably <laughs> wasn't talking to this guy. I probably hadn't signed two sheets yet. And there's a guy that knocks on the door frame, and I look over my shoulder, and he kind of points at me and says, "Hey, uh, you got a you got a ticket tonight? We got you on a work ticket tonight." I think it was. Checkout was like 11, so I probably got there at like 2. So you... So it's probably 3 in the afternoon when I'm there, and he's telling me he's got me on a ticket. I haven't been there 10 minutes. He's like, I got you on a work ticket tonight at so-and-so. What was uh, the shift? Was it it like a 12-hour shift? Yes, Muffin Man, 12-hour shift. Uh, He's like, you got three hours you can take. You can leave at 6, 6 to 6. 
six in the evening and six at night. So I had like three hours to get some rest before. So yeah. Now mind hours. you, been drinking all week. I ain't been sleeping. So hard you got three yet. hours. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got tw- a twelve right. hour shift at this right. whatever this place. Yeah, is. And I'm feel I'm looking at him like. Like I haven't been here ten minutes, man. You know I feel pretty rough. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying, dude. I've been on a bender. I understand I mean, you got me a job quick. That was fast, but like I don't know. Now, how did? What were the arrangements as far as making payment and everything? I mean, how you got to pay this place, right? I think they they had, the way it set up was until you get you owe. I, you owe, you walk in with a balance. Obviously, I can't say the number amount. It's been so many years back. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a few dollars. I'll say that it was a couple hundred. Yeah, if, if not close to a thousand, maybe. Okay, a couple hundred. So minutes. you're a thousand dollars roughly I, in the to, to, in to the play hole. Play it safe. Let's say seven fifty. You're in, in the that hole. area between five so, to a thousand. You're in the hole. Okay. Um, and then and then they so you have to sign a you sign a form basically giving them permission to take your checks and cash them. A power of attorney, basically, probably what it was. Yeah, I did. I wasn't paying much attention, but that's so something, basically, yeah. basically, they the have check, power. So yeah. the check went to them, or yeah. the card, or whatever right. went to them. Right. They so give you, you go the to money. You, you yeah. go to work. You do a twelve-hour shift, right. and when you really should be detoxing. Yeah. Again, yeah. I want everybody to. Okay. And I'm so scared. I don't want to. I don't have any. I didn't call. I didn't have a plan B, so it wasn't like I'm raising too much of a fuss about how I think they're doing me wrong or I'm not ready for this. this because it's street because, for you. Yeah, it's it's this for streets. So it's like suck it up, Buttercup. Here we go. You know. Okay. You know. So I'm not like raising too many red flags to them. I'm like, all right, rolling with the punches. Oh well, here we okay. go. You know. Uh, but yeah, so that was the money side of it, uh, which I wasn't really, really concerned about it because I knew I was going to be broke. I was broke before I got there. Oh, well, you know, like whoop de doo uh, <laughs> Where can I lay down at and where so you, can I eat? So know? so you work your shift and you lay down and you're yeah. like, oh, God, finally. Right. So I so they walk, well, the guy walks me through and he kind of shows me a quick walkthrough of what the facility was, where it's at, you know, where this is at, where the laundry is, where... I didn't have any. He asked me if I had any food. I said, no, I didn't. You know, I came here with clothes. Okay, uh, so we got food. He, so he walks me to this one little room, and they're going, they got a deep freezer, and he lifts it up, and, and he gives me, and I'm not exaggerating, he gives me <laughs> a, a pack of frozen chicken breast, and then he gives me, and it was still in the Tyson packaging, and then he gave me a pack of frozen hot dogs okay. and a pack of frozen bologna. And he goes, and I think like two or three chicken ramen noodle packs, you know. Okay. And, uh, and how like, long is this supposed to last? He's now? like, you know, this will hold you over for a couple of days. You know, if you don't, yeah, and, or, yeah. And if you don't, just come back to him. And okay. okay. So I'm like, okay, I wish it wasn't frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you, did, I mean, did you have a did you have a kitchen to cook in? Uh, then he, well, no. So, so he, they had grills. I saw they had grills set out in the in the uh, the courtyard in the front. So there's like nowhere to cook. Clothes. Not all I had seen. I hadn't made it to my room yet. But he says, you know, we're not. He, he did say well, we're not allowed. You have a microwave in your room. Okay. But you're not allowed to cook. Like we don't have a kitchen. And in my mind, before I got there, I'm thinking we're gonna have a dining hall, a place because it looks like a big hotel. That's just, they turned into their own little thing. So I'm thinking this place has to have a, a kitchen, like a big dining hall in it, probably, where all the guys meet up and eat their meals and then they go back to their room. You know, that's yeah. what mine was telling me. But no, you basically, you're able to cook as much as you want or eat what you can out of a microwave in your room. You don't have anything but a microwave in your room. So if you can make it work out of a microwave, feel free to cook it in there. Or, but if you need to cook something, like cook it, cook it, they have these propane grills set out front. And I'm thinking... And I, I, I'm not kidding. I saw, I've seen guys cook macaroni and cheese on a propane grill. <laughs> not that it's not, un, not that it can't be done. Place? Not that it can't be done, but 
Like, so you're trying to get really creative. And it's I'm, now, mind you, I got there in December, mid December, mid December. It's I cold. Got yeah, it's cold. Yeah, you're sitting it's out cold. there at the grill with your, yeah. with your team. You're like, <laughs> you're like holy shit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so, cold out here. So, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like this, folks. And, and again, I, I don't mean to interrupt CT. No, go and again, ahead, and, and again, I'm still in that mindset of, my mind's telling me this ain't right, but my my body's saying you need to shut up, be grateful. Yeah. You know, because I still had that. Because you know what, you're just a piece of crap. Exactly. I, I don't. I'm feel, just I, a piece of crap. Right, so I right. need to just suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, I need to quit this complaining. Is, you know, yeah. this is this exactly. is what this is what it's like. This is be what a man, it is. tough it out. Be a man, yeah. tough it out. Right. You know, because we're we're you're looking at this. From a moral failing, yeah. this is a complete moral failing. Where we you don't we don't get any opportunity to look at this. Like I said, from a treatable, preventable disease, a brain disease that it actually is. Like nobody's explaining that. It's just like here's your here's your frozen chicken. Like here's the microwave. <laughs> like um, and you're you're working twelve hour shifts. You still haven't detoxed. You probably so okay. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Though. I Please, to yeah, go ahead, Todd. You know, jump in anytime. This is welcome to South Carolina. You know, you yeah. got the frozen chicken, but I yeah. mean, exactly. What the hell did you do with it? Exactly, did, I don't know what to do with it. I like defrosted it and chicken. Or like, how did you refrigerate it with what you didn't use? Did you have to eat the whole package? Like, <laughs> so I'm saying, man, like there was no refrigeration. So, so then, and I'll, I'll it's no, great. It's, I'm glad you brought that up. That that'll lead into the next situation. <laughs> so. So again, so we passed the courtyard where the grills are, and I've got this stuff that I'm like, I'm not starving because I'm still like stomach churning. Yeah, over yeah. Kind of, you know? So I wasn't like too concerned about the food right away, you know. But nonetheless, we get into the room and and um, and it's it's a normal style hotel room. You know? Yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah. That's like good. like a like a twin or a queen, two queen doubles. Like, yeah, like you would. You're in there with another guy, right? Exactly. Which is fine. You, you know? got a, You got a sink and a bathroom and a tub. Um, like, yeah. You know, a little small mini fridge and a TV and a dresser. You do have a fridge, okay? Yeah, a little All mini right. fridge. You know, All right. uh, microwave sitting on it. You know, uh, TV in there. I had a roommate who'd been there for a while, so he had accumulated a few things. And he had a little old generation Xbox. He had it set up in there. Now, so I go in and. The guy, they obviously allow you to smoke in the rooms, too. They don't care about if you smoke in the room. So, of course, the room smells like a big ashtray. Um, I'm not complaining again. No, I, no. I smoked cigarettes at the time. I've recently quit for the past six months, but I did then. So, it, But I've never been the type to smoke in the residence where I actually right. sleep and live. But so I'm, I still, I'm, I'm shutting up. You know, he was, yeah. this guy was here before me. I'm, I'm his guest. That's right. So, and nonetheless, like I probably bummed a few off of them too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, so, so I get situated, I get acclimated, I put my stuff up. The room's dingy. It's not, you know. It is what it is. It, yeah. I'm trying to see the positive. Uh, but I'm trying to get unpacked so I can lay down and take a small nap before I have to go to this 12 hour shift. And I think to myself, so they have a little store on site. Uh, could you could you leave and go to a store? So you um, had to, you I think had you to... could leave off property with a resident that had been there for a certain amount of time. You know who who had proven himself and not you know. But you but, but, but you but couldn't you had, off the top. No, it's gated. But off the rip, it's, you had to buy from that commissary. Yeah, yeah. It, for a person so, like so me, like yeah. a so, so like a yeah. can of like a can of uh, beanie weenies or something that yeah. maybe you could have got for forty cent. You got to pay a dollar. Yeah, 50. They, and they sold a good bit of stuff in there too. They sold energy drinks, Red Bull, Monster. They sold all different. <laughs> brands of cigarettes okay uh, you can buy a single you buy, cigarette you probably buy, well, packs singles i probably singles but at least packs hell even cartons i'm sure of it i mean they had it set up almost like a real store 
But see, only only the amount of stuff that you could see behind like behind the counter. So, so you, you really cigarettes. didn't have access to go out and go to a grocery store. You had to use. I think they made they made Walmart trips on weekends, but they had like two vans, and you were like bundled up in there. <laughs> they only took two vans, so you had to get on the van, and you could only. You couldn't go in there splurging because you got to get back on the same. Did you van. have utensils to eat with? So that was the next thing. So I, so I go to the store. I go to the store. I have a few dollars in my pocket that I didn't spend on on booze. Okay. So I say, well, I need some. I need some energy. I got to do this shift. I've got to get prepared for this. I can't eat. So I go in. I'm a, I'm a buy an energy drink. Yeah. And uh, I go in there. I buy a Red Bull. I think it was like four dollars. It was expensive. It was like the small can. It wasn't nothing big. Yeah. Was, uh, you know. Uh, and then I'm looking at the cigarettes. Uh, I don't have enough for it. So I'm thinking ahead. Okay, I'm going to need some silverware to eat this food that this guy gave me. And uh, I see a cup. I see a cup on the guy's thing. It's got forks, spoons, all that stuff in it. And I said, man, can I get... I, I Actually, I went in there to ask for the silverware. And I just turned out getting the, the Red Bull. But I said, hey, man, I don't have any silverware. I thought the guy was, like, helping people out. Like, he's on staff. You're yeah, running a yeah. store that's on the same property as this facility. You must be... So I say, hey, man, can I get some utensils to eat with? Like, I, I don't have anything. I got here with just clothes. They gave me this bag of food. And he's like, y'all say you... Uh, they're 75 cents a piece, you know? 75 cents for, like, for a plastic fork. I'm like, Dude, I don't even have. I don't even have. Like, you can't just give it to me. Like, I came here with nothing. And so then, like, the cigarettes, like a pack of Seneca's, uh, they were like six bucks. American Eagle or whatever. Yeah, they were six bucks. Carton packs that you could get a carton of on the street for like fifteen dollars. Right. And they were like five bucks in there. So you yeah. basically. But you, it was convenient. You didn't have a choice, like, because you couldn't leave out of them gates to go up to the Sphinx that was up the road. So I want to back up just a little bit, <laughs> folks. Here we go. This is this is what he gets. Yeah, this is like know. within my first hour of being there. First hour, not even maybe. Yeah, about a first hour. I've I've gotten this far. And, but nonetheless, I'm still trying to keep, you know, I, what choice do I got? Right. You know, I, I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> so, and, and, but I get the drink and I'm, I remember like, I can't sleep. I lay down, but I can't rest. I'm too anxious. Yeah. You know, you I'm, I'm in a new, a new place. Job. Yeah. And I got all this new stuff around me. I'm not used to, you know, I'm trying to, so I get to the job. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a job, it's, but it's, right. it's production and it's and that that job also i felt like had fed off the same style like the, that like that type of recovery place fed off of like people that had no other option they knew they could work the crap out so of you them. haven't detoxed you've yeah. ate very little barely. and you got to work a 12 hour shift 12 hour you well, made it through your 12 hour shift i did barely yeah barely. i mean i was you, like like you know this is uh suck it up you know yeah. you, you moral failure yeah yeah, and the guys that are with you, you know, they're they they're doing this stuff and and, and, they're, not, and they're 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 working seven days a week by choice because they're just trying to, trying but they're making crap money. Yeah, like a you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like working minimum seven, wage seven dollars yeah, an hour, sixty hours a week, bringing home five hundred dollars. So that's like, so this is you like you haven't detailed like I want to emphasize this. I wish more people could see this. He hasn't detoxed. No, I haven't had that opportunity. No. He didn't have that opportunity. He has not detoxed. His detox was a 12-hour shift. Yeah. Okay? And, and, and I mean, I, I want to say that this, that this is just so... So you, you made it back. So you finally get to, to sack out. Yeah. That, I get okay. back the next morning. Now yeah. you get to, now you get and to I'm go thinking, to sleep. Yeah, I'm, Man, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Go this one out. And, they, and they made it clear to you that until your balance is zeroed, yeah. you have to work every day that's available. 
So the only day you have off is if your job just says, so okay, Monday if they make a mandatory day off. Sunday, Saturdays, yeah. you got to work your until your zero, balance back is zero. To, yeah, your work, 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 work. Yep. Okay. Get your balance right. Old school exploitation. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I get to that shift, and I'm going to sleep it off. Okay. <laughs> Get back to the room. I don't think I ate. I don't. I don't remember eating anything. Uh, maybe I did. Well, it was, it was probably. Still I had it, well, the guy threw in three packs of chicken ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, it was, so, I mean, it, it, was, it was probably still. It's frozen. funny, but it's not <laughs> yeah. funny. But yeah, no, seriously. So, so yeah. So finally, you get to go to sleep. <laughs> so, so I get in my bed um, that day, and I slept. I slept during the daytime, uh, and I actually slept. You know, I remember that. Slept. Uh, I didn't get great sleep, but you but, dead dog tired. But I slept pretty decent, right? So the next evening, I don't think I had to go to work for some reason. Yeah, I didn't have to go to work because that first night I got the rest. I rested during the day. Okay. Then uh, I think I didn't have to go to work because Muffin Man had shut down for that day, so we had that day off. I didn't have to work, and there was no other slots and other other jobs that I could go to, so I had that that night off, right? So I was like, thank God, you know. So I wake up, I go out and I mingle around for a little bit and I come back nighttime, I'm laying down um, and like, I just, <laughs> I'm laying there and, and I'm, I start <laughs> slapping my back, you know, mosquito bites. I'm like, mosquitoes, mosquitoes, you know, it's what December like. though, Kyle. And I feel welts and then it dawns on me after about the 10th time, I'm like, wait a minute, it's, it's December. There's no mosquitoes out, man. What do we? So, like, that's when I like. Oh my god! I look around, <laughs> <laughs> and I notice them. I start seeing them. These bed bugs. Bed bugs. Bed just but my first encounter. My first ever encounter, encounter with bed bugs. And I'm asking my roommate, "Hey, man, you getting bit up?" No, no, no. And he's been in this room for like six months. And he verbally says, you know what, man? It's funny you say that. The last guy I had in here, he was sleeping in that same bed. And he always said he was getting bit. Hmm. And I'm like, but you never got bit? He's like, no. And I've never gotten bit over here, man. But everybody sleeps in that bed. And I'm like, great. Oh, my God. So I could tell he wasn't all the way there. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really, you know, I didn't hold it against him. Uh, I just kind of. So I'm like, again. Toughen it out. How am I going to make this work? So, so I pull the bed. I, I decide maybe they're under the sheets in the bed. So I'll, I'll make the bed up and lay on top of the bed, the covers, right? Still getting bit. So I like got in the fetal position, laid only at the foot of the bed, sideways, not you know horizontal, not vertically, and then kept getting bit. I then I got off of the bed, got my blankets, went into the bathroom, and laid in the tub. Okay. And. <laughs> And I guess they maybe they were stealing my blanket, but I'm still getting bit. So, and then mind you, my tub is, I'll speak on this for a minute. So the tub is, it's a tub uh, where the faucet is, where you turn your water on, you have those knobs, but then like where the water comes out, it's, it's not a faucet cover. It's just a copper pipe that's like hacksawed off, sticking out of the wall. And the water just, and so it's, no, it's not pressure regulated because there's no like downward. So it's whoosh. When you turn it on, it rushes, it shoots a stream straight to the back of the thing and bounces everywhere. So like, that's the kind of living condition it was. So I'm seeing this, that was the first time I've been in the bathroom. Cause like, I just, I was, it was a dirty place, but. <laughs> well, how, how did, so you've got this small pipe. 
yeah. That the yeah. PSI coming out of this pipe is yeah. probably peeling the paint oh off my the God. wall if, you, oh my if you're sitting right in front of it. And there's no shower curtain on the, the rod, so... Well, how did how did the other guy like? Did, how did he? I mean, I'm, I don't yeah. know, I'm just thinking to myself like, yeah. how did he endure that for however many months he was there? That's I mean, what I. Now that you're saying that, hindsight, I never had I never had the gumption to ask him these things. I was too focused or distracted on other things. I feel like probably, you know? probably the bed bugs and the frozen chicken. But so, and, what, how did you how did you deal with the bed bugs? You well. So I tried every method. Like I got off the bed. I laid on this side of the bed. I just got on the floor. I I tried every avenue. I'm getting. I'm not like. You're I'm getting hammered with these a, things. Yeah, I'm not normally a whiny person. No, no, no I know you. You you were a resident. So so, so so I'm trying every avenue. I don't want to be that guy that's the crybaby, you know. But I I pull my shirt off and I have like a stripe of. Dots like it's not just one or two, it's probably 20 or 30, like all over my midsection, down my, my backside on my, my right butt cheek, going down, <laughs> like back of my arms, on the back of my neck. Like I'm a red welt everywhere, and I'm like, okay, this is so. I, I get up the, the nerve to go to the front desk. They have because they normally have people that sit at the front desk all night for when the, the overnight shifts come in to make sure nobody's drunk or high when they come back from work. So I go up there and I like, because I know in the back of my mind I'm thinking I gotta work tomorrow. Right. I need to be getting some rest yeah. because I gotta do this again tomorrow. So so I go up there and I say, hey man, I'm getting I'm getting eat up, man. Like, is there another room you can move me to? You know, an overflow room. I don't care. I'll sleep right. anywhere. anywhere. Just, just get me can. out of that room. Yeah, I'm because I gotta I'm, go to work. Yeah, I'm begging you, man. Uh, and I was very polite. Yeah. I, I think if you know me, I'm, I'm normally yeah, a polite person. yeah. You know, like I, I said, well, you've yeah. been to our place twice. Yeah, and as much as I went through that night, I still wasn't angry or mad or mean. You know, right. I remember no. I was I was trying I was trying to be nice because I didn't want to piss them off. Yeah, you don't want to be on yeah. the street. Your right. other <laughs> option is to be on the street. Exactly. I want everybody to understand this. Yeah. he didn't have any other options. No, I didn't. Okay, that in effect. You were gated in on top of it. <laughs> oh, you had to climb over the gate. That's true. Let's not forget that. That's true. That's so, true. what did he tell you to do? So, I told the guys, like, man, I run him through it, and like, I even pulled my shirt off to tell. And, and as I'm as I'm telling him, he's like, man, I just don't have anywhere else. And I'm thinking, all right. I said, well, look, you got to look at this. I pull my shirt off, and I turn around, and he's like, oh my goodness. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm not lying. Like. Please, is there anywhere you can put me? I'll sleep anywhere but there. And uh, he's like, man, and this is verbatim. He kind of leans back and he goes, I'll be honest with you, buddy. He said, best thing you can do is go grab your blanket and your pillow. And you see them two picnic tables out there in the courtyard? Go lay on top of them. <laughs> I'm laughing, but this ain't. And, in, and no, that's in, the, I swear on my son's life, that's what that man told me. In December on top of In him. December. In December. So I and I told him, and I don't mean to interrupt, but you can no. I said, I said, I said, excuse me, buddy, but that sounds like some stuff I'd do while I was out there using on the streets. Right. But I'm here trying to stay sober and get clean, and you're telling me to do the same things? Like, and I'm looking at him, he's like, buddy, I don't know what else to tell you. And I didn't get mad at him. No. I just looked at him and kind of like, and that's when it clicked, like, okay, enough of this putting up with it. You need to get out of here. This Where is, did you go from there? Because I, you know, because I, for the sake of, I mean, th- I, this is just okay. Wrap your head around this because even the South Carolina legislators trying to do something about this, they're doing this. They've got a recovery housing bill. Inside of that recovery housing bill, there's a, a, a voluntary. Uh, you, you can you voluntarily get certified by a committee. Um, they're trying to pass a bill. In other words. 
In other words, these places won't be able to get referrals from state agencies or state or hospital systems, supposedly, if they're not certified, if this bill passes. Do you think that this will help? I mean, I'd like to think so, yeah. <clears throat> My concern is this, is, is that... But, well, yeah. but, but... Okay, but let's think about this, because what I'm seeing is... I mean, okay, so if you've got insurance, mm-hmm. all right, what's going to happen is if you've got the ways and means, you get to go to a, to a, to a treatment center, mm-hmm. you get to spend your time in the treatment center, right? right? And then you get to go to a certified recovery house yeah. because places like you're describing are never going to be able to get certified. Not with the way they're running. So, but when, and when you left, mm-hmm. okay, where did you go from there? I had, at that point, I got, I got lucky. I, I had to call, I started calling my, my parents, uh, which <laughs> is something that I knew better to do because they had, I'd burnt those bridges. Yeah. But like, I was, my father, I called him and I told him, and, and he was like, are you serious? And he, luckily, my dad had had a run in with bed bugs prior, and so he understood how bad it was to have them near. Yeah. You know, so he took sympathy. He understood I, what, what I was going through, and I was like, "Dad, I'm not making this up." I said, "I'm serious," and I ran him through what I just told y'all. And he's like, "Son, you got to get out of there." And I said, "Yeah," and I'm still trying not to ask him for nothing. Yeah, I'm hoping that he'll just reach out and say, "I'm coming to get you." I, I mean, I'm a very I didn't want to ask him. But I knew what I'd done to him. So he he said I had to go to work. He said he said I'm gonna call you tomorrow. Just keep in touch with me. Uh, so he ended up getting paying my aunt, my mother's sister, who lived down in uh, Camden, to come pick me up. I, I ended up having to go to work. I, I took my my blanket and I went. No, I took my Carhartt jacket and I told him I said I'm going to sleep in the chapel. I looked at him after he told me to go sleep on the picnic table and I said <laughs> I said you know what I'm going to sleep in the chapel. How about that? And I said it really calm, just like that. And he goes, no, you can't do that. And I said, buddy, I'm not being mean, but that's where I'm going to sleep. I'll clean up whatever. I said, I'm just going to take my jacket. I'm not dragging them. I'm not going to build a fort in there. I'm just going to bring my jacket, lay on the floor. That's it. You know? And he's like, okay, well, that, that's fine. But you need to be out of there by, by so, you know, in the morning. I said, I'll be out. Because you're, you're just a, a, a piece of crap that some mor- had yeah. some moral failing. And I mean, oh, God. So hold on. We're, we're just real quick. Let me jump in. Here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, Go ahead. The, so the chapel was heated, I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah. the picnic tables obviously <laughs> are. You know what I mean? So it only makes, yeah, it makes sense, sense. It makes to no put sense. you on the picnic table. <laughs> and I don't know what is. Yeah, exactly. And I and I don't know their thought process. I don't know who that man was, what power he had there. I don't know, but I know that he was the guy that was running the front desk who was there for to be there for 24-hour service. If you had an issue, you go talk to him. How many people were in this place? Probably I would I didn't count, but I yeah. did mingle out a little bit. Uh I I would venture to say every bit of upwards of 150 probably. 150, 100, 150. so so with a certifications process, they don't get certified. So where do those 150 guys? That's the point that I'm trying to make because I was an advocate for the certifications process. I still am. But my concern is 
is who's advocating for for guys like us? Because yeah. I was out on the street just like you. I won't go into it for sake of time, but the, the, but that's the point that I'm trying to get. If you start shutting these places down, now where's somebody like Kyle going to go? I mean, okay, he's, he's, sleep, he's sleeping on a picnic table. He was sleeping at the Motel 6. Now he's in the chapel. He had to basically fight to get in the chapel. I mean, so the point I'm trying to make is, no, again, Nobody's flying him out to treatment. No, you know he's not good getting to go to a certified recovery residence. Okay, I'm sorry, folks, but we're going to have to say this. Somebody's got to advocate for this. Mm. So here you are. So you get out of there. Yeah, I, I, actually, and Mike, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to jump back. No, in, but you know, you said roughly you think it was 150 people. That's 75 rooms. You know, if you yeah. shut that place down, that's 150 people on the street here in Greenville, South Carolina, where the where the um, how do I say this? Uh, you know, there's not a lot of recovery options. Right. You know, especially if you have 150 people who are freshly dumped on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that. No, in. no, no, no. You're exactly right. That's the point that I'm trying to make. That's if you downside. shut these yeah. places down and you don't <laughs> refer to them. So you got to refer to this to only the certified recovery residences. Now, I don't Freedom Recovery Center is not going to have a problem getting certified. But the point I'm trying to make is now now you've got less beds. Now he's got. And so my thing is, let's try to get with places like this and help him get better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you know, but and so you so you, where did you did you come to us after you went? Shortly, yeah, it was a few. It was a. Boom. It was probably a month or so, maybe two months, a month and a half. Roughly. How did I you think, get? To I us? think I got there February. I bounced around. I went back home. I stayed at a, a, one of my family members' house in um, Lancaster, South Carolina, for about two weeks. Left there and and decided I'm going to try again to get closer to my my wife and kids sure. in Greenville. So I had one blood relative aunt that, yeah. that lived here. She's passed since. But yeah. but so she said you can live at my place over here toward Judson. And uh, so I lived there and in the meantime I was looking for places and I was on my phone and I, I googled Oxford houses halfway. Right. Same thing I did prior. Same thing. But I had did. more time to think about. Right. It. You know, I wasn't in yeah. a rush. She was, yeah, she was very you, it wasn't so much survival yeah, mode. No you got some time. Yeah. 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 No pressure, no. Yeah. Well, and did that did that experience at least have you like rethink using during that time period? Were you clean or and so? Um, I I mean, they not not really. I mean, and I don't know that. So it, deep down, I wanted to, but so is is that what maybe prop- or gave you like a propulsion to you know get back closer to your family to you know to yeah. try to try something else out here in Greenville for a second time? Obviously, after <laughs> that nightmare experience for the first time, yeah, that's why. That's- right, yeah. I mean, I think deep deep down, I've always known I needed like this is not going to work out anymore. Like because it, it was, it hasn't been fun for a long time. You know, right. it was, and I've known deep down in my in my soul. You, you don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be this person. But I don't know yet how to stop, and I'm not yet in a position or had they been put in a place that gave me the opportunity to grow. You know, uh, because it it was always one bad decision after another, or one bad place, and it didn't really work, or or a, a woman, or a relationship, or distractions, and but so so I had more time. 
I'm, I'm at my aunt's and I'm, I'm looking at places and and I find this place uh, and it was Freedom Christ Recovery Home at the time. Was it? okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Recovery. way back. Christ Recovery. Yeah. Yeah. So I reach out and I believe I spoke with Heath. He said. You talked to Heath. Yeah. He gave me the rundown over the phone. He said, "Can you be here for an in-person interview?" And I said, "Sure." I had my aunt bring me down there. Uh, I dressed. So for you nice. get to experience Heath for the first yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Who be- who becomes like. <laughs> this big part of your recovery, really. Yeah. I mean, and for about yeah, for about five years, yeah, four or five years. And so you actually made it through a Heath interview. I did. I did. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember it. I don't remember it like <laughs> verbatim what we said, but he was feeling me out, and, yeah. and I was as honest as I could be. Um, you know, he asked me my record because he was he was he was. Uh, Analyze, or angling me to see what jobs he could get me. Yeah, so he, back, back, then, back then we used to do that. Yeah, he you, had to, you know had to work could, too, but... Yeah, yeah. He had to, but he, he wanted to know that he could place me somewhere and not, you know, so he was already... His wheels were always spinning yeah. trying to... Where am I going to put this guy? What Who can yeah. I call? Yeah. And so it, it worked out. Uh, he told me I was accepted maybe a day later. Um, he told me, he called me. I remember I go at my aunt's and he called me. He's like, you know, we voted you in. You can come. So I, I got dropped off, uh, and and I got this. <clears throat> I've been in the house. I go in and I'm like, I'm thinking when he showed me around, this is a, yeah. this is a nice place, you know. Really oh, nice thank place. you. <laughs> I, I did. I remember feeling that way. And so did I get you there. feel like? And I know it's. I know I get it. It's my place. I found it. And back then, it, when we first started, it was back years ago. It was with a church, and the mm-hmm. name of it, we took over a defunct halfway house, and the name okay. of it was Christ Christ House or something. We kept the name, and then yeah. we finally turned it into Freedom Recovery Center because we didn't want people to think they had to be a Christian to come. Yeah, that makes but, sense. So, but the point I'm trying. But did, did it, so you felt. What was the feeling when you got there? When I got there, I'm thinking this is a lot different because you and the place I just described prior were the two places I'd ever attempted for any form of recovery living in South Carolina. Right. I don't think I'd even been to a meeting in South Carolina uh, before that. Right. Uh, I'd done a, some recovery in North Carolina where I was raised and where I'd first started my journey when I was younger, but I'd never experienced anything outside in South Carolina what that recovery or living, you know, recovery uh, housing looked like. So, so when I got there, I'm thinking this is a lot better than where I just came from, you know. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, this this could work. This could work, you know. Uh, after talking and with you, Heath, had it needed to detox or anything? No, I did. Did we need? Because a lot of times, if you just got out of detox, that. yeah, he asked me that. Okay, good. He did. Yeah, I remember that I now that you brought sure. it up because I he was he was very thorough. Heath was with us for seven years. Yeah, we did. love him. He just he just left not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He doesn't watch this stuff, but Heath, we still love you. Even Kyle loved you, even though. <laughs> You had, you had anyway. Yes, sir. it's okay. I mean, right. uh, but uh, you felt like you had a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. He showed me through, and I'm thinking. I mean, this was this is in my mind an ideal place to to get your life right. Yeah, you know? I really did. I really did. Um, and I actually I wanted it. You know, yeah. at that moment, I knew like I have a good start here. I have yeah. a good opportunity as long. And as I, I think you stayed with us that first time for seven months or yeah, so. Yeah, it, it was at least seven months. Right. You stayed. At you stayed. Yeah. You you stayed in recovery. You, you, you things got mm-hmm. better and yeah. And, and then I kind of. I mean, I still and uh, me and her are divorced now. Been divorced four years, but we are in really good. Uh, you know, relations with each other, my my ex wife. Uh, I was married at the time. You I was slept at the house. good. You had a place yeah. to yeah for prepare sure. food. Um, I you know I had, I had overnights. Yeah, yeah. Well, what got me was I came in. 
And Heath said, and, and I woke up the first morning. I'm, I'm, I gotta, I gotta prove something to these people. I don't want to seem ungrateful. I gotta, you know. So I wake up and I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And Heath notices this about me. He's like, he sees that I'm like up early, moving around, shuffling. He don't have a job for me yet, you know, yeah, because uh, y'all didn't make any, or he didn't make you go out and find your job. He's like, we'll find you a job. We're gonna call some staffing companies. Yeah, Just get sure. you some rest. And I'm thinking, okay, he Whoa. said that, but I still don't need to be sleeping until noon. Like you're, you're right. like, you're like PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, you're like, yeah. you're like waiting for the shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah. And this guy's like, hey, relax. You're going to go to a meeting exactly. tonight. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. I mean, and. He did. He told and me. And this really makes me feel like when we talk about this, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit emotional. <laughs> like it really makes me like. You felt safe. I did. And the guy that was watching over you made you feel like a human being and like, yeah. like yeah. he genuine. And I don't think by then you had met me. I, I'm in and out kind of thing. No, I didn't meet you for maybe a week later. Maybe yeah. I saw you come in and we yeah. shook hands eventually. Yeah. 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 He, and that, that, that was when I knew, cause he was like, look, man, get you to sleep as much as you want. You know, he's like, there's food in there. Eat it. He's like, there's a freezer. Get, get whatever. He's like, I'll let you know when we have work for you. Don't stress yeah. about paying your bills. Don't stress about, like, we'll get that worked out. He yeah. did. Because I was you always fearful. love that guy. I was fearful and, of the balance. And, 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 but at know? the same time, he was tough, you know? I mean, but yeah, but at the same time, you the dang, Yeah, you yes. followed the dang rules. And yeah. You did good for a long time. You had a reoccurrence. I did. Right? For the sake of time, you had a reoccurrence. I did. I did. So you had to go try to find another place. And, and, and I hope that we were, like... Uh, humane and like when you had to leave. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I failed a drug test. He uh, yeah. he caught on to what I was doing and he popped me on the right day and and yeah. uh, and I yeah. he told me you know you got to you need to leave by a certain time. I yeah. left. Uh, I owed yeah. him some money. I was still behind on some rent. Um, I told him I said I'll be back to pay you in a few weeks. He didn't believe me. I showed up two weeks later and paid him and he was very excited. He's like, I didn't that's die. why you got to come back. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I didn't expect you to come back. Thank that's you. why you got to yeah. come back. And, and, I, and I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, but yeah, I went on my own little journey. For for about a year, year or two, uh, ended up in another halfway yeah. house or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I got I did some time in jail. Okay. Uh, got got me and her toward the end of our, our divorce. Uh, after our divorce, I had a spiral out, and uh, I went off the deep end, caught some charges, ended up in county for about seven or eight months. Got out of county, was homeless. The day I walked out, had no you know had to make something happen. Again, you're in survival mode. Again, yeah, yeah. So I get out and I walk. A friend that I was in jail with got out two weeks before me. We were in the same dorm for like the whole whole time. He got out before me. Uh, I'd sent him to my bondsman. My bondsman uh, <laughs> ran a recovery house of her own uh, that she did a little side so thing. So here you go again. Yeah, so I, I contacted her while I was incarcerated uh, because she went off my bond in jail. Uh, so I got a bondsman off bond charge, but so therefore I couldn't bond out. So let's just real quick: anybody yeah. in South Carolina can <laughs> yeah. open a recovery house, folks. That's so what it, that's that's what just it felt the like. bottom line. Yeah. So yeah. he's a bondsman; <laughs> he has nowhere to go. Well, right. and and for people like me, so you know, I've been transplanted, so I'm not sure. Like you were just mm-hmm. referring to the off bond. Like, can you can you quickly, <laughs> briefly describe what, okay. what what is that? So so before so I, I on my mine and my wife's last run before we like separate. Separated, separated. Uh, we caught some possession charges. Uh, we went to jail together, bonded out on that. That's when this specific bondsman took me under her, you know, bonded me out. Uh, so I'm on bond with her. 
while I have, you know, waiting to go to court for these three possession charges. Then while I'm out on bond, I get hit again for two more felonies. So then I go to jail for those new charges while these other three are pending that I'm already on bond for her. I still haven't paid her off yet. So when I go before the, <clears throat> the, the judge to get my bond set, that's when she shows up because they, they know when you get rearrested. So she shows up and she's on the other side of the screen telling the judge, judge, I'd like to go off, off of his bond. He's, he's already on bond with me. He hasn't paid me yet. He's already caught more charges. So when a bondsman does that, you get charged with a, it's not, you don't get time for it, but it's a charge. It says a bondsman off bond charge, which lets every other bondsman that you call after that know, well, this person took, went off your bond. Why was that? Did you not pay him? You're not going to pay me if you didn't pay him. She says, I can, so, but you can go to my house. It gives you a blacklist, basically, so you, for other but, bondsmans. But you get, it's a red flag where they don't want to mess but with But you get to go to know. my recovery house. So, so my parents. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. so that's, I mean, basically what it is. It's like yeah. basically like, yeah. honing, like you don't, honing you in to, the, you know. I had drug charges. She yeah. ran a recovery house. Okay. I owed her money. Okay, okay. You know, I'm sure she had some good in her about it, but that's ultimately like she. So you, get, you went to this place. Yeah. What was this place like? It was a little bit better. It was, uh, I mean, it was too freely run. Uh, not a lot of supervision. Uh, big ever, house, decent house. Everybody's uh, but, using. Yeah, it was just a, yeah. Yeah, nobody's ever really there. You know, you got a house man who just plays the role, but behind closed doors, everybody does what they want. You know, girls' house is right down the road within 500 yards, so the guys are sneaking over and nobody's really doing recovery. We're just, and they shuttle you, take you to work at these day labor spots where they pay you every day at the end of the day. For, so you're making 60 bucks a day probably. You're pushing a broom at a job site for seven bucks an hour. You come back and then they, she cashes your check at her bonds office. And gives you five ten dollars out of it. So here we are. Now, Wait, but, well, I was going to ask. Did, I'm sorry, Mike. I don't no, mean, I'm, so, I'm just, it's just so I'm catching something. That, here. that um. So when they when they sign your when you're doing the day labor, are they putting any of that money aside for you so that you could have it for I don't know towards a another resident like a, your own apartment? <laughs> any rent assistance? Anything like that? I mean, I know I know of I know of recovery residences in other other states that do that. You know, they'll they'll take so much of your check. They'll put it towards yeah, you. Yeah, we used to, to do that so, for a while. I mean, is, is any of that money going towards that? What? Is, where's the rest of that? They never, uh, you know, what forty five dollars going to? <laughs> they never. I never. If they did, nobody told me about it. Or, but or is the forty five? That's the place where the guy would pull up in the yard and, and like <laughs> that place was was after this one. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you got you went to the next place. So the guy would pull up. So I was <laughs> yeah. I'm ripping and running. I, I leave that place. Um, I'm still out there, and uh, you know, <laughs> me and a few others left. We got we had the bright idea. We'll, we'll go. To, uh, we'll, we'll leave together. We work together. I was like, well, we'll to all three of us take our check at the end of the day instead of getting picked up by her. We'll walk down the road <laughs> at this cash checking place, cash it, and we'll go throw in on a hotel room at the Motel Six. And we can walk to the day labor from the Motel 6, and we'll just live that way. Of course, three addicts trying to live together. That is Somebody's not going to go to work. Somebody's going to stay at home and get high, <laughs> and then they're going to be mad at them for not making the money to help pay rent. So that's, that's what happened. But that, so, we're backing <laughs> up, folks. Just yeah. to break. This is recovery housing exploitation. Everything from 
work camps to bondsmen, you know, holding people. I don't know. I don't I hate to say holding you hostage, but what else, what other options did you have yeah. but to go to her house, to go to the day labor and give her your check? Yeah. And folks, this is how we think. I, I want you to think about this. Would we treat someone with cancer or heart disease? And now you can sit here and tell me, well, those people didn't make bad choices. Of every, all diseases can be caused by people making bad. Kyle made some bad choices. I get that. You know what? But I make a lot of bad choices when I eat hamburgers every day too. Sometimes, I mean, it's really to hear this. Is really I, I I wish we could get this out to more people because. I just, I just wonder if you would have had some kind of treat. Like you never had a counselor, you never had a substance use disorder counselor, you never had any PTSD. Th- you sure didn't have any equest. What is it? The horse therapy. I mean, you, you didn't get like you didn't get any palm trees, no. right? No. Like, um, and and I don't see you know like you're not going to get to go to a certified recovery residence. Right. He's not. He doesn't get to go to any. I think the next place you ended up, you know, where the guy. Record, for the record, it's equine therapy. Equine therapy. Thank you. Yeah, I Some, thought this was a redneck from South Carolina can't get that one right. But no, I mean, but so the next place the guys put you're living there, and the guys pulling up with the BMW or something. Yeah, and and I'm not like so. So every time I call it, like I'm in the hopes of because all I have to to revert or base what I feel this place should be off of is the, my previous experiences. And so the first one I explained was not the one. The second one where I was with you guys was the first time I was like, okay, I feel good here. This is how they should be run. Or, you know, that I got that feeling from that. So I'm like in the hopes of every time I call these places or end up at these places, like, like this is fingers like, crossed. Because if I could just get one more opportunity to go to a place like that, I promise I wouldn't mess it up. You know, and that's yeah. my mindset. Um, and so I, I'm still ripping and running. I was really going through a bad, a, a bad spiral. Uh, so it's hard to say, was I really like wanting to get clean or just not die like like yeah. you know what i mean lay down yeah. for a while get some health back you know because everywhere uh, you're going you know and you're thinking man yeah. if i could just get back to freedom yeah. recovery house or freedom, <laughs> at the time we called it freedom house of greenville i mean if you know i mean you're thinking that but yeah but but so so i ended up in another place and it was uh me and the same friend uh, we're at me and him were there. Is this a recovery house? Yeah, okay. So we're at work. So one folks, day. this is another recovery house. Yeah. So we're at work one day, me and my my Sally, um, and we we were at the same bondsman's place together. And uh, so we're at work one day. I think we're at Coronado Stone, and uh, you break into stones and, for seven dollars. Uh, we're you know it's hard work, but nonetheless, it's better money. We're thinking. But there's other places that are being bussed there from other recovery places. So we're we never, t- he, he, the, uh, we never use that stone place, but yeah. go ahead. So he's talking to a, one person. He heard about this other place that charges less money per week to live there than what we pay now. So my buddy's like, we should jump over there, man. I already called the guy that runs it. He says, we can come on over. And I said, okay, man, I'm going to trust you. So we jump, we go over there. Cheaper. We can save more money. But we didn't have a ride back and forth to work, so we had to work that out ourselves. <laughs> that ended up costing us the same amount of money, you know, in the long run. But anyways, we get there, and it's it's in the it's in the ghetto. It's in the hood. Right. It's in the hood of Greenville. Um, and But nonetheless, me and him been locked up for eight months. We don't care. You know, we're it's, just like, yeah. whatever. We get there, and it's a one-bedroom, actual one-bedroom. But when you walk in, so there's two beds in the actual bedroom of the house. There's one bathroom. Uh, there's two beds set up in the, the living room. 
you know? <laughs> so as soon as you walk in the front door, there's two beds right there. Then you go through into the, like the dining room and there's two beds in there <laughs> and a, and a blow up mattress on the ground. Then there's two beds in the back bedroom. So you got six to eight guys. Again, recovery houses are unregulated, folks, in South Carolina. (laughs) As he talks about this, there's no oversight with this. And I wanted people to think about this, too. With this no oversight, this leaves a lot of open and opens openings Mm -hmm. for sex trafficking and human trafficking. I want us to think about this. If this crazy crap is going on, what else is going on? I mean, a predator can open up a recovery house or whatever and start taking vulnerable women in, and God knows what. I mean, but this is where we're going to guy. And go ahead, and then we, you know, we'll wrap this thing up. But yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> it was yeah, so I, mattresses on the floor. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was horrible, man. Um, I toughed it out. Me and him did. We both started, and then you start realizing, like the guys that live there, none of them were sober. Hell, me and him weren't sober past the first like half hour being there because there was no oversight. Once we realized, like there were drugs in the house. Yeah, there was. I mean, there were a bunch of old heads in there, so they were into drinking their beers and smoking their crack in the evening. <clears throat> you know, me and my buddy were more on the meth at the time. Uh, so we went down to the store and got our 40s, and we just kind of blended in. We didn't ask for nothing. Nobody said nothing. And the guys were like, as long as you got your money when, when he pulls up. The so guy he, runs wouldn't, the house. he wouldn't come in the house. He no, would just pull up. Yeah, because we were on the porch drinking, had the radio <laughs> going, and the old head that was there before us, he was like, you know, catch, you know, feeling us out. And uh, he was like, hey, man, y'all good. Just, uh, just keep it out of sight. You know, if he pulls up, just keep it where it ain't, like, out in the open. And I was like, all right, cool. So we would, you know, pour a beer in a regular cup. But uh, so like down in, in the evening, we'd be in the living room trying to sleep and they'd be in the one side of the room, like smoking weed, talking junk, drinking beer, smoking crack, you know, and we would just kind of stay to ourselves. We did our own thing. Uh, we didn't stay there, but a few, few weeks. I couldn't come on my, excuse me. We weren't working. <laughs> we'd quit going to work at that point. Yeah. Um, and none of the guys really worked. They just, like, one guy would wash cars down the street, yeah. make enough money that day to pay, you know, you know, fund his little habit and by the end of the week. And it was just stuff like that. So so we stayed there a few weeks. I remember the guy that came to get rent. My buddy had his mom send him some money. I didn't have, my parents were cutting me off. So I, I was like, I don't have the money. So the guy pulls up, and he pulls up in this nice, older body, like, BMW. <laughs> Uh, on like gold rims, like I'm talking nice ride, you know, uh, white wall tires, gold, uh, y'all would rims, line up, you know, yeah. you'd line up and pay. So, so they're like, oh, yeah, he's outside, y'all come out, we gotta, and like, and it was, <laughs> so we're all in like a line, you know, one guy would, we'd all row up, and one guy would go up and he'd lean into the car and give him his money, and they, you know, slap hands, dap each other up, kind of, and he'd, and then the next person would go up, and he never got out of the car, you know. And nothing against the man, but you know, he flashed. He was a flashy guy. So, but nobody. You know? But if you never walk in the house, you never drug test anybody. So basically, it's a recovery house fronting as a drug house. I mean, that's yeah. Just pay my money, the, and I yeah. won't ask no questions. That's yeah. the folks. That's yeah. what we need to be looking at. Yeah. I know we kind of got a. We're kind of, but you came back to Freedom Recovery Center for a while, for about a year. You did real well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we won't go into that. You you had another reoccurrence, right. you know, and right. but I didn't see you for a while. No. Hmm. 
And about a couple few months ago, was it a few months ago? It was like late summer this year. Late summer yeah. this year, yeah. I went to a meeting downtown, and I look yeah. across the way, and there's Kyle. Yeah, been a I swear, I thought I was I was looking at a ghost, and he and and I because here's the thing: even when I've always made it a point that even when guys leave, and I've probably told you this, like, hey man, you gotta leave, you gotta like, you can't stay here anymore. If it's if you're having a reoccurrence of and, and it's a bad situation. We get you to the hospital. I don't know what your situation was. We don't have to go into but right, right. But I always tell guys, if you see me at a meeting, don't worry about this. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just want you – I want you to feel comfortable if you see me. I know I kind of slide around for, the different, for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's laughing. But I looked over there, and I saw you, and – but I, what I want to emphasize to our massive audience, and it, it, this is, and, and we're trying to get this out yeah. because we do have a recovery housing bill. We have a language bill. We're working on some things. But I do want to emphasize this. Look at everything. Kyle kept trying. Mm-hmm. He didn't have insurance. I want to emphasize it. He didn't have a family with a bunch of money. Like, he kept trying and and you were glad to get back to freedom recovery center yeah <laughs> very i remember that you and heath came and picked me up from uh Mar- i do Mar- i do Mar- remember Mar- marshall, marshall pickens man marshall we pickens. came and picked you up and we got your clothes from somewhere and we got <laughs> yeah. and yeah and and, yeah. and heath was like yeah i'm gonna let this guy come back because he came back and he paid us his program fees and i'm like well i kind of like the guy anyway and heath was like well i like him too man you know and i'm like you know he's kind of fun to have around and 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 you did do good for a while and yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is he kept trying and trying and trying and how long have you been in recovery Kyle now right now I have a little over like two years and I think three months of sobriety what's life like right now <laughs> it's the best I've ever experienced honestly yeah. look I, yeah. I, I'm so I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm so happy for you, man. I mean, because no matter what, I mean, I got guys that have come in, I swear they about burned the place down, but I'm like, look, man, you know, you got to get out of here. But but if, if you see me, know that I'm all, and I'll tell you that, won't I? I'll tell you, I'm yeah. always, I was happy to see yeah, you. For always, sure. I'm always pulling for you. Yeah. And you got two years in recovery. Mm-hmm. You got a good job. Yep. You're working on your license. I got to take you home tonight. <laughs> take you back to Greer tonight, and that's okay. Yeah. But I want you to know something. I am ex- the old man is extremely proud of you. I really with everything, it. and I want you to know too that I don't. I, I, I don't know how much longer I can deal with the recovery day. We talked about yeah. this because I'm getting old, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. as you know, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm looking at 60. And I'm like, man, I don't want to grow old, run a recovery house. But the, here's the point. I, I don't see me not continuing to advocate for people like you. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to be doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, and people like us need it, man. We do. Yeah. Because I mean, like a, I'm just one of many. I'm just one of many, man. There's you know? there there are guys in these places all over this state, and I want people to understand this that he never he you know he never he never got to go to see, he never got a counselor or anything. Now you know we do try to get people through the county agency and stuff, but mm-hmm. and that's what we do now. 
we get that like people that are in situations like yours, we get them to the county agency and we can get them back and forth to IOP. Um, wonderful Phoenix Center. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Day Otis Department of Alcohol and Other Drug Abuse Services. I mean, we're, we're talking about trying to get people that are in your situation to actual treatment, to be able to be into treatment, to get recovery services along with that. I mean, can you imagine that? Like 12 weeks of like, and that's, I think that's the answer as we wrap this up. I think that the that part of the answer is partnering with good recovery housing yeah. and county agencies to get people to their treatment, to get people to their medication, to get them in clean places, safe places. Yeah. Certifications great, looks great for a treatment center, looks great for people that can you know, but I'm I'm talking about getting services to people like the situation you were in. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you would have been able to stay somewhere 12 weeks, you had somewhere to, you had something to eat, you had a place to stay, you're going back and forth to your treatment. Treatment, Kyle. Yeah. I, you know, IOP, you're going to meetings at night, and we are watching people graduate getting through these 12 weeks. Like 50% of the guys that come in are making it through that 12 weeks. And... But I, I, I just look at everything, and, and you're like, I had to do the same thing. I won't go into what I had to go through, but back in the day, right? <laughs> I mean, but the moon and the stars lined up for me, but you scratched and clawed and bed bugged and, 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 I mean, and everything that you went through, and I love you. I really appreciate it. No, I, I really appreciate you. And, and I'm going to tell you, shout out to old Heath won't watch this stuff. He hates so You know how he is. He hates social. Right. He thinks I'm crazy anyway. But you know what? We, he, you, Heath, I'll tell you, he's turned out to be one of my best. He's my best friend. One of my best friends. And yeah, He's a great guy. He really yeah, I know you got pissed off at him for a little while. He had the, you know, but, but, to, but you look back and you're like, man. But in reality now, honestly... I'm grateful for it because I seriously feel like that was a stepping that that's a nudge that got me to hit the bottom I needed because the bottom I hit after I left after he kicked yeah, me out yeah. that was the one that solidified where I'm at today at two years two years and some yeah. months you know and he taught you a lot man and he I hope, did and it, I know he meant well he never <laughs> I I know when I'm the blame <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I still act out every now and again, you know. But, but yeah, I, if he hears this, I'm I, I appreciate you, Heath. Oh, I, listen, you know, yeah, and sure. uh, I, my heart broke for a sure. few months ago when he told me that he and his wife were moving to Beaufort. She had a great opportunity, and I was like, my heart just went to my my feet. Yeah, because <laughs> I depended on you know. But I'm run. Can you imagine? I'm running <laughs> daily operations now, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Back to square one. Back to square one. And <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I can't say this enough. Mm. Look where you're at now. I can't believe it. I can't I really I, can't. I I, I, I can't. it's gotten so good. And it's and it's just started by How's everything with your family? So much better. How's everything with your kids? So much better. Yeah. I mean it's just and it hadn't happened overnight. It took my last run really, really, I mean, I ended up in ICU, I almost died, and it was yeah. just, I knew then, like, if it, I don't do something different. But wrapping this up, Kyle, you yeah. ended up in Sober Living America. I Wally, did. Wally I did. Helped. Shout, I yes, want to say this, too. I want to say this, too. 
Wally, he's another one. Yeah, Wally Boy, he's he's yeah. been something else, but he is running sober live in America and yeah. he puts his heart into it. Yeah. And you know, I told him when he when he when he was trifling when he first came in the rooms, <laughs> I, I said one day we're going to call you Wallace. Well, I call him Wallace now because yeah. he's responsible yeah. and he's doing his best and he, he let you come over there. He did not have to do that. He did not. He did he not. He went against he went against what he was what he was supposed to do yeah. outside of his abilities and went against what he was told to do and allowed me to come and stay. And allowed you. He gave you a shot. He and did. So and he let me stay longer than he normally would anybody else because I couldn't pass a drug test for almost two weeks. Right. Wallace. And yeah, he, he put me in a position. He did. He did. Wally, Wally has grown up to be Wallace. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle has two years in recovery. Yeah. Wally's got like five or six yeah. years and he's yeah. he's running the sober living and, and, and he and he really is trying to do he's he does a good job over there. He, he called does. me today and, and um mm-hmm. I just want to say I I, I I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man. I've enjoyed I, I, it. I've enjoyed having Todd, you. Todd, you got here, anything for, sure. for our esteemed guest tonight? Well I've got I've got uh two things. Um you know number one, you know what a great success story yeah. highlighting you know what examples for stepping stones can be given with proper mm-hmm. foundations yeah yeah and also on the back end of that is that we need to dive down deeper and just really fight against this um basically it is human trafficking uh, it, it, it is. It, yeah. it is taking advantage of of, yeah. of a, a demoralized population in the midst of their of their disparities. Yeah, for and sure. we really need to um, to really just you know hit that ball even harder to out of the park on why we need to have you know same day services or you know even services that offer you know options because. If you're in a gated community with a frozen chicken that you can't throw out and a pipe is blasting you like a freaking fire hose, you know, on a high and you got to and you got to buy buy from the commissary a beanie weenies and you get right. seventy five cent for a. I mean, and all I, and folks, I, come on, I, and you're having to sign up, you know, Todd. I know you're that. having to sign over your check, like you, or your card. And imagine you're the guy that doesn't have anybody but himself. Like I was blessed to still have somebody that cared enough about me to get me out of there. Yeah, you know, thank, imagine thank they're they're. Old pop. There are gotcha. some people that I know personally who went through a year of that and made it out the other end and are still sober to this day. Yeah. So, so the place does help people. Unfortunately, yes, yeah, it does for, help for, someone. Fortunately, fortunately, yeah. fortunately, yes, fortunately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, As, as man. tough as they had to have been to get through it, but I, it helped them. But imagine what they had to go through while getting through it. And, yeah. I, and how many people didn't make it? That's my point. And how that's many, the other side, How many too. other people didn't make so, it? Out of the so they come in. Out of the 100,000 <laughs> that have just... Yeah, you know, in the last year many, alone, that have not but, but made that, it. Listen, if they come in and stay, they this? come in and stay two or three days. They work seventy, eighty, a hundred hours. They, ca- you know, you cash your check or their pay card or whatever, and they're out of there, right? You see a lot of that. There. A lot of that. It's a revolving. A lot of that. They try to. They, they, yeah, they they get that last fat check and they. It's a revolving door. You know, and, and then they come back and they're going to take you back because you and, know well, it's, because it's revenue. That's why. I mean, it's like it's like paying for heads of cattle going through the gate to get slaughtered over. And over and over again, it's it's a it's a you racket. Can, you can make money off the same cow. Five, yeah. six times. So, but I mean, the thing is, like, how many of the hundred thousand that have died of overdoses in the last year have gone through facilities like this and not made it? 
And, you know, what if they had an option where the foundation was there for them to have the treatment, you know, available to them, you know, and, you know, that that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I, mean, like, I don't mean to sound like right to, you know, in, like going to a place like Freedom Recovery Center and having like peer support specialist and uh, you, you got access to your treatment and peer support split. Then you and you yeah. got we got we had food there. Remember, you come in. Oh, and, yeah, man. I mean, I got it, so big. Over <laughs> But, and I know we've gone a little bit over time. I don't yeah. think this is the last time we're going to have Kyle. Got one more thing. One more thing, one more thing before I know. I'm just watching the timer there. This has been a great show. So I this mean, has been a great show. The three of us have all been through recovery housing in some mm-hmm. form or another. Yeah, right. you know, and so it's those ones that are like it's almost like finding the damn diamond in the rough. You're right. That's exactly you know? what it's, it's like. It's like it, but it should, yeah. it should Are be you like calling that. me a diamond it's in the like, rough? It's like rattling the it's dice. Like, but is it is, 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 is it shouldn't be like that. That's it's, my point. It should not be like that. And, it, and, and if every place were ethically run or, you know, have, you know, viable options and, you know, maybe the people aren't wanting to get themselves straight when they first get there. But when they've pre- been pre- presented. Sorry, I'm getting a little pissed off. Yeah, that, I, when they've been presented with the opportunities, sometimes that's the wake up you need. I know for me, the last recovery residence that I went through. You know, it actually was a stepping stone because it, it was like, you know, I actually, the other ones prior to that, it, you know, I've been through the, the maybe not line up at the BMW, but line up at the money box on Friday. Right. And, yeah. you know, you, you have to fake your way through five meetings a week, but there, there's no, there's no <laughs> okay. accountability in that. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's oh, not- and that's one thing. You went to your meetings, buddy. Yeah. At, at Freedom Recovery Center, yeah. you'll go to your meetings. You ain't gonna- yeah, you had a board. You had yeah, you had responsibilities. You had you had to do certain things. You couldn't just be there and pay your rent. Yeah, you pay, you had a board. You yeah, have a board. Yeah, you, you had write, you write it right, down and, and you get and you if you, you get, get reprimanded caught, by you, not doing it correctly, or if you didn't do it good enough, or but, if I, the, but I do think you know Kyle, I mean, I, I, you know, I do think that you brought something up that's important. So, like, you know, if, just and I'll, I'll land my plane here. Yeah, you know, briefly, I know. But, I know. But like Kelly, you know, I had family. You know, I had family that you know after I did, you know, after a year, two years, three years. You know, after I showed that I was actually doing this, you know, for myself, not just to, you know, get back with my family. Yeah. Like I had family support. How many people out there don't have that? That's what I was saying. Yeah, so, I, I know, was. It's taken. So I can yeah. identify with a for lot real. of things you were because there's some people out there that ain't got nobody to, that they don't. They don't. And I want you to know that that and like, they're constantly man, they're trying to befriend or manipulate or they're trying. They're they just. And I'm very blessed that I had family to just call because there was a right. long time I could call, but don't ask for nothing. Right. And you that's, know? Yeah. Don't ask because I'm not yeah. giving, but you can call anytime you want and I'll listen to you and I'll love you and I'll tell you, you, you know, I'll tell you what I think. At least you got to a place where you, and, and I got to brag on Freedom Recovery Center, but you got to a place where you got some foundation that yeah. taught you what to do and a guy like Heath that taught you how to do it right. Yeah. And a cheerleader, old cheerleader yeah. like me who yeah. would just, you know, I and mean, had, I was great. I, you know. I mean, and given, given I, I left twice because of my own wrongdoings, you know, that shows that but still, like I knew I had a, I, I knew what I was doing, and I, I you're always gonna have that person that you can put them in the best position, and they're still gonna yeah. throw it away. You know, they don't necessarily plan it ahead of but, time, but, but, but it but happens. Kyle, but Kyle, you but, never got treatment, and 
counseling and a chance to like. No, you know, I, I mean, when I was at Marshall Pickens, I, I talked to a few, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it was just to make I sure. Remember I remember we picked you up yeah. from the pick. <laughs> make sure I wasn't crazy. It wasn't like let's have a session. Oh you know? man, <laughs> like, this but, is yeah, this has been yeah. good. And yeah, it was. I, I listen, it. I know we went over. I you know, I hope everybody will listen to this and. Um, I'm proud of you. Well, the old you. man is proud of you. Thank you. And we're gonna have you on again because hey, we really just been very informed. So we're gonna wrap this up, but we're exposing the turkeys. We've exposed some turkeys tonight, Todd. I know. I know this was a, it, take us out of here, Kyle. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all. Glad to. <laughs> <laughs> So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we'd basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry and with that industry there comes a lot of challenges um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation um, you know you're dealing with a very very vulnerable population so that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers to help other recovery housing operators to help mentor them um, to help to advocate for them and one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville and you know all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.